Welcome to Growing Up Boomer. I'm your host, Padre, with my co-host, Cotton. And this podcast is dedicated to the life and times of the baby boomer generation. The show is loosely scripted, and sometimes we'll go down rabbit holes, and where it leads us to, one will never know. This podcast can be informative, funny, and sometimes irreverent. But most of all, we hope you find it entertaining. Hey, Cotton, how you doing, my man? I am doing fine, Padre, and yourself. Oh, man, I cannot complain, but you know what? You know what they say about old age? What's that? It's old age comes wisdom and early bird specials. At mm. <laughs> Denny's, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. You know what today's uh, podcast is about, Cotton? Uh, yes, I do. The Bugs Bunny Show. All about the Looney Tunes. Yeah, you got it. All righty. Hey, did you know that um, the word cartoon is not a new word? I always thought it was. Really? Yes, sir. It's actually historical content. It comes from Italy, from the Italian word cartoon, which means a large sheet of paper or card or tapestry. Remember the oil paintings, the huge oil paintings and the tapestries? Yeah. They would call those cartoons. You're kidding me. No, no. Oh, wow. Like a movie. Is that cool or what? Yeah. You know, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I thought it was like a drive-in. You'd go to see a cartoon. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? That's what I thought. But I knew that cartoon was long before the drive-ins. Yeah. Right? (laughs) So I thought, you know what? I'm going to look it up. Uh Yeah. But before we get into our podcast, we had our first download from Norway. Whoa. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, So now we got, I think it was Sweden, and now we have Norway. Really? Interesting Mm -hmm. facts about Norway is Norway... First of all, shares a border with Russia. It's about 100 miles. And it's kind of like what Californians do that live near the border of Oregon. Uh-huh. They go over and they buy gas because it's a lot cheaper in Oregon than it yeah. is in, in, in California. The, the Norwegians do the same thing. They go to Russia to buy uh, cheap uh, gas, and the Russians come over to, to, uh, to their side to buy quality goods. Get this. The income of Everyone is public record. Really? Yeah. And I don't want to know what I'm making. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They are also home of the largest reindeer herd. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. The way up there by the North Pole, you know? Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Here you go, Santa. You got some more reindeer coming. <laughs> oh, and this is something I didn't know. Norway introduced salmon sushi to the world. Oh, boy. Oh, you don't like salmon sushi? No. Oh, you don't like sushi at all? No. Oh, cotton, come on. Really? <laughs> oh, man, I you probably think it's bait, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> this is bait. <laughs> when you open the jar and you hear. <laughs> <laughs> it's still flapping, huh? <laughs> oh, no, I love sushi, man. Get this. 
Norway donates a Christmas tree to the UK each year. Oh, oh yeah. There's over 400,000 lakes in Norway. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. All those craters. <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely right, because they can't even get how much coastline they have. <laughs> because there's so many, you know, you know, mountains and, and forwards into Norway, they can't figure out what exactly how much uh, coastline they have. Yeah. They also wow. are home of the longest tunnel in the world. Oh, really? Yep. Almost 15 miles wow. long. <laughs> That's a long tunnel, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't go in it. <laughs> <laughs> and when they built it, it only cost them $110 million. That's really? it. We, we spend God. that much just for a committee on the bullet train. Yeah, really? It's <laughs> <laughs> lunch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow, that's oh, a oh. long, long <laughs> Mike, can you imagine if you're just driving it, how long it's going to oh. take you to get through that tunnel? Yikes, man. Yeah, yeah. What's your gas say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right, man. You better make sure you're not low on gas in that tunnel. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Oh, God. Hey, but I do have one article, just one article today. And okay. this one I couldn't pass up. Exploding toilet at Dunkin' store in Florida left customer filthy and injured lawsuit claims. <laughs> And it, why are these stories all from florida and why is it a dunkin donut shop <laughs> dunkin i guess is part of the name <laughs> get this or, yeah orlando florida a customer has filed a negligent lawsuit against dunkin claiming he was injured by an exploding toilet at one of their coffee chains locations in central florida wow <laughs> it says Paul Canunga is seeking more than $100,000 in lawsuit filed Wednesday in state court in Orlando, claiming he suffered severe and long-term injuries following the explosion of a toilet in a men's room of a Duncan location in Winter Park, Florida, a year ago. After the explosion <laughs> left him covered in human feces, urine, and debris, he walked out of the men's room seeking help from workers and the store manager. According to the lawsuit, an employee told them that they were aware of the problem with the toilet. <laughs> hey, put an out-of-service out of sign on it, okay? Out of order, right? <laughs> Since then, they've had previous incidents, the lawsuit says, without diving into further details about the explosion. <laughs> Tell me when he was interviewed, he went, ah. <laughs> oh, I love the way they end this without diving into further details of the explosion. <laughs> oh, uh, man. I hope, he had, I hope he had toilet paper. I'm going to need more toilet paper in this stall. <laughs> oh, that would have been the worst thing if they didn't have any. <laughs> oh, golly. <laughs> well, let's get into the Looney Tunes and remember Merry Melodies. Remember those? Oh, yeah. And did you know how they started? No. Well, what happened was Warner Brothers had purchased Brunswick Records 
and they purchased it for $28 million, which equates to $491 million in 2024 money. Wow. And the reason why they did that, they seen the success Disney was having with a cartoon. Yeah. And so they started their own cartoons because they, they bought this uh, record company and they wanted to use the music for that. Because huh. if you remember, the early cartoons like Steamboat Willie, they don't talk. They just have a lot of music in the background. Exactly. Yeah. They're either whistling or they get the, ah, ah. <laughs> and the, uh, their first cartoon was done in 1930, called it The Sinking in the Bathtub, as opposed to the song Singing in the Bathtub. <laughs> All righty. Now, the funny thing is their first character was, I think his name was Bosco. And he's a guy in the tub. And, and since this was new, basically it was black and white. That was it. So to make the expressions, it was black and white. The problem with that, Bosco looked like he had blackface on. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, I'm going like, yeah, you know what? You don't want to show these cartoons today. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, if you remember. That's exactly. Yeah. yeah. You remember that cartoon, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then. Uh, named uh, Jasper or something like that. Yeah. And then you think about uh, Mickey Mouse, right? It was just white and black. Yep. There wasn't yep. very many colors. And that came later, about the, oh, probably about 35. Then they started getting into being able to do a little bit more with the cartoons. Yeah, put some red pants on them. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, in between 1933 and 1936, they introduced Porky Pig. Yeah, but he wasn't the star. The star was supposed to be Beans the Cat. Really? Yeah, because that way the cat trumps the mouse. <laughs> but what ended up happening, everybody loved Porky Pig instead. <laughs> and that was in the Gold Diggers. Wow. So Porky Pig, yeah. And then... Uh, uh, then more characters started coming in into being, like Daffy Duck was introduced in 1937 under Porky's Duck Hunt. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. huh. Oh, yeah. Elmer Fudd was Elmer's padded camera in 1940, but appeared as a hunter in the same year in the Bugs Bunny Mary uh, Melody's short, The Wild Hair. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the way the cartoons begins, remember Elmer Fudd? Uh, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Do you, he sounds like Kripney from The Big Bang. <laughs> he, he, they show him opening. The viewers, and his opening line is, shh, be very, very quiet. I'm hunting wabbits. <laughs> that wascally wabbit. <laughs> and then that, the golden era of era. cartoons. For Looney Tunes was 1944 to 1964. Introduced a lot of characters there. Yeah. Such as Pepe Le Pew, which can no longer be shown because he forces himself on the kitty. <laughs> he has been, yeah. boom, he's out of here. Sylvester uh -huh. debuted in 1945 as well in Life with Feathers. Remember Sylvester, not Stallone, Sylvester the Cat. Yeah. 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 What is, what was it saying? Like what was it, was it like fucking fuck a dash? Yep. <laughs> Same year, Yosemite Sam made his uh, debut in Hair Trigger. Yes, right. <laughs> My biscuits are burning. <laughs> Foghorn Leghorn made his debut in 1946 with 
walkie talkie hockey. Remember the little the chicken right. hawk? Oh yeah. And then Longhorn was that big old hawk. yeah, that big old chicken. I say. <laughs> and remember Marvin the Martian. Oh yeah. He debuted yeah. in 1948 in Hair Devil Hair. <laughs> and one of my favorites, Wiley Coyote and Roadrunner. Oh, that was always great. Debuted in 1949, Fast and Furious. <laughs> and that one didn't star Van Diesel either. <laughs> and then Granny. Remember Granny? Granny. Yeah, she was the older lady, and she always took care of Tweety Bird. Oh, yeah, she just kind of walked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But then all of a sudden she could lay, she could lay one on Sylvester with a, with a firing pan. Boom! Right. When he tried to get the, when he tried to get the uh, Tweety Bird. That's right. She debuted in 1950s in Cannery Row. And then my favorite, of course, Speedy Gonzalez. Debuted in 1953, Cat Tales for Two. And the Tasmanian Devil debuted oh, yeah. as Devil Made Hair in 1954. He was cool. Oh, he was. And did you get this? He only starred in five shorts. That was it. Yeah, that's surprising. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then they had the dark period. And that was from 1964 to 1969. In which case, Warner Brothers shut down all animation. Really? Yep. Shut it down, and they shipped all the animation because they were taking the old cartoons and making them into color to South Korea. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So all those Bugs Bunny cartoons, okay, we're sending them to South Korea, and they're going to redo them for us in color. Really? Yes, sir. Wow. wow. <laughs> <laughs> and then from 1970 to 1999, syndication and rerun TV, they had a insurgence once again in the Bugs Bunny. That only did TV specials, but they did movies as well. Oh. Oh, yeah, there was a lot. Don't you remember a lot of movies? The Bugs Bunny Roadrunner movie in 1979? God, you know, I don't recall. I yeah. probably watched it on TV. <laughs> yeah, I, I, we all did. <laughs> yeah. The Looney, Looney, Looney Bugs Bunny movie in 1981, <laughs> right? Bugs Bunny's really? the third movie, A Thousand and One Rabbit Tales. In 1982, really? <laughs> Daffy's Duck, Fantastic Island, which was a which was a parody of Fantasy Island, in uh -huh. nine in 1983, and Daffy Duck, Quake Busters, in 1988. And these are were in the movies. These were in the movies. They're in the movies wow. and television specials. Wow. Yeah, and then if you remember, in 1988. They were in cameo roles in the Disney movie, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah. <laughs> Remember? What is it? Yeah. Please! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a great one, man. I'll tell you oh, what. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I still watch that movie. Uh, there, there's some interesting stuff about the Looney Tunes. For instance, Wile E. Coyote and Roadrunner, uh -huh. they had to adhere to certain rules. When they were drawing them up, they made rules so they would uh, have to say, okay, let's see how good you guys really are. And then they would, they had parameters that they couldn't go over. For instance, none of them talked. There was no speech through the entire thing. Maybe. Yeah, that was it. Maybe that was it. Also, the Roadrunner could not physically harm Wiley Coyote. Uh, 
Oh, that's right. He harmed himself. Correct. He would always like he would come up behind him, go beep beep, and then things would happen to Coyote because he was setting the trap. He could never really hurt Coyote. He couldn't go after him, but he would just like run around and come behind him and go beep beep, and then he would like drop the rope, and it, the animal would fall on Wiley Coyote. Yeah, classic. <laughs> and then Chuck Jones, who created Wiley Coyote, mm-hmm. uh, decided to draw him after a description of a coyote by Mark Twain in Roughing It. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Uh, Mark Twain describes this one coyote as long, slim, sick, and sorry-looking skeleton, a living, breathing analogy of want. He is always hungry. He is always poor, out of luck, and friendless. And so that guy took that description in his head and made Wiley Coyote. Wow, that's wild. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah. You know, Mel Blank did most of the voices. Yeah, yeah, what a classic. Oh, his gravestone is is pretty, uh, shall we say, uh, right on. On his gravestone, it, on the bottom, it says, that's all, folks. Oh, that <laughs> is a classic right there. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, that's what it says on his gravestone. That? Is, that in, is that in a Hollywood? Uh, yes, it is. Visit there. Yeah. Well, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, my wife's been there. She says it's awesome. But any fan of Looney Tunes knows Mel Blanc. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, did you know this that uh, that he also uh, was involved in the like the Flintstones, the Jensen, the Jetsons, and the Tom and Jerry? Oh no, I didn't know he was the Flintstones. Yeah, and he did Woody Woodpecker for the first three episodes. Wow. But then he signed a contract with Warner Brothers, which was exclusive. And during World War II, he was too old to serve. But what he did, he voiced the hapless private snafu in a series of uh, productions by Warner Brothers in training uh, recruiting soldiers through the medium of em- animation. I didn't know if you knew this or not, but he was in a, in a, a very bad car accident on uh, January 24th, 1961, in a head-on collision on Sunset Boulevard. He, his legs and his pelvis were fractured, and he was in a coma, completely non-responsive. And he was in there for about two weeks in uh, UCLA Medical Center. And, you know, people would talk to him. He would have no uh, response at all. Wow. And then uh, one of the doctors decided to try a different tack. And he went in and he said, how are you feeling today, Bugs Bunny? Oh, and after yeah. a slight pause, Blank answered in a weak voice, just fine, Doc. How are you? Wow. <laughs> and they would start asking him questions as one of the characters oh how wild is that yeah and then the doctor went asked uh, about tweety how are you today tweety and he says i thought i saw a putty cat <laughs> he returned home on march 17th and ended up filing a five hundred thousand dollar lawsuit against the city of los angeles because his accident was one of the 26 in two-year period in the intersection known as dead man's curve Oh, and this oh, resulted okay. in the city funding the restructuring of the curves at that location. Wow. Oh, and get this. Do you remember uh, Bugs Bunny? Mm-hmm. And he's always he's always used the word Nimrod. Yeah. Yeah. yeah what a Nimrod. <laughs> yeah. Where'd that come from? Well, get this. Well, this is it. Remember the Nimrod ended up being like, well, what a dope. Yeah. It was from the Bible. Really? Yes. Nimrod was a great grandson of Noah, who was a great hunter. And so it was like, you know, oh, what a Nimrod. Like, you know, okay, you're supposed to be such a great hunter. 
Really? Uh, it is in, uh, you'll see it, you'll find it in uh, Genesis 10, 9. He was oh. a mighty hunter before the Lord. Did you know? <laughs> Wow. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> it says, whatever it is said, even as Nimrod, the mighty hunter before the Lord. The writer took that and used that because as a the mighty hunter. But what ended up happening, people took it as, ah, what a, what a dope. <laughs> <laughs> and get this. I, this surprised me. When we did the uh, Three Stooges, they won one Academy Award, right? Looney Tunes has won five Academy Awards. Wow. I guess the pickings were pretty slim there, huh? Back in the thirties and forties. <laughs> and also, did you know that Bugs Bunny is one of the most popular characters in the world? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he is ranked as number nine as a as the most portrayed film personality in the world, and he has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Bugs Bunny. <laughs> do they do the right Mel Blanc? <laughs> <laughs> I doubt that. Yeah. He probably has his own star. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And to get this, Marvin the Martian, yes, didn't have a name. Oh, really? Yes, Just Marvin. It Marvin. went. It was decades before they gave him a name because they wanted to sell merchandise. If you look at the cartoons, they don't call him Marvin. Oh, wow! Really? Yeah. So what happened was that when they started selling merchandise, then they they ended up calling him Marvin the Martian. Huh. And and get this, do you remember Tweety Bird? Do you remember the first cartoon of Tweety Bird? I don't remember the first cartoon, but I love Tweety Bird. Well, remember he was in the nest, no feathers, like a naked bird. Oh yeah, kind of like a yeah, like like a hairless cat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I must have freaked out too many kids. He was like a pink. Newly uh, hatched bird or something like that. Right. Yeah, I was like, oh, that was good. And a skin bird. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and you know, Sylvester the cat. Yeah. It was a pun on Fetus Sylvestris, which is a wild cat in Europe. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So that's where they got wow. his uh, his uh, name that's, from. That's wild. Yeah. And get this, Yosemite Sam. Hmm. And like an outlaw type of Western type of guy. Yep. Look at the way he's drawn at first, because in France, they call him the pirate. And if you look oh. at the early cartoons, you'll see it looks like he has a pirate hat and he has boots on that are flipped over. Not like right. cowboy boots. Right. Wow. That's that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you remember which Hazel? She had the big nose and she was purple. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She's not only in Looney Tunes, but they also loaned her to Disney cartoons. Oh, really? You remember Foghorn, Longhorn? Yes. He was actually modeled off a character with Senator Craig Horn, and he was a Southern politician on a popular radio program, the Fred Allen's radio show. Wow. So he used to talk like that. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. <laughs> exactly. So they used to talk that way. They modeled him after that character. Oh, wow. All right. Well, before we end this one, shall we go through the top 11 of Looney Tunes cartoons rated by IMBD? I did number 11 because I like this one, Bully for Bugs. The reason why I like this one is because it's cultural appropriation. He takes a wrong turn at Albuquerque, ends up in Mexico, and becomes a bullfighter. <laughs> really? Yeah, that's a great one, man. I don't think I've ever seen that. Oh, that's a good one. 
And this is ranked, right? Number 10 is Feed the Kitty. And this is the one with the big bulldog. Remember the big brown bulldog? He's terrible. He's just mean. He comes out in a few of them, and he beats up uh, some of the uh, other dogs. Well, he's charmed by this little kitty, right? And he's supposed to be this big guard dog, and he just loves this kitty. So the whole the whole cartoon is he's trying to hide it from his uh, human guardian because the guy doesn't like cats. And so he's hiding them, and he loves them, you know, and he's this big brute of a bulldog and he just loves this kitty yeah. that's pretty funny yeah <laughs> number nine hairway to the stars that was big and i remember this one right this is 1958 mm-hmm. as a kid you quite don't understand what a hangover really is <laughs> so this one is bugs bunny is suffering from a rabbit hangover <laughs> <laughs> and he accidentally climbs into a rocket that's been placed over his hole yeah, and he ends yeah <laughs> the rocket happens to be programmed to go to mars and that's where he meets marvin the martian <laughs> and what he's doing he's going to blow up earth with this huge gun and then and then bugs bunny's trying to steal it away from him oh i forgot about that that was a classic <laughs> <laughs> yes it was and then there's duck rabbit duck in 1953 now this one, there's actually a Hunter's Trilogy on this one, and this one is the final installment. What it is, it's between Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck trying to convince Elmer Fudd to shoot the other one. And Daffy Duck's always ending up on the short end of the stick. He's always getting, you know, the shotgun in the face and the and the bill goes on the backside. And he's got to take it around and pop it back in. <laughs> oh, what a great one. That was number eight. What was it? Get, get a sociable. <laughs> number seven duck dodgers in the 24th and a half century oh classic yeah which was which was a playoff buck rogers there's another one here called uh what's opera doc <laughs> yeah. all right yeah you remember that one is when they he's yeah. chasing bugs bunny and they end up in a uh, opera house <laughs> and he's trying to get him but bugs bunny is put on a costume and he's in the opera uh, and so elmer fudd puts on a costume and he tries to get in there and bugs bunnies just outdoes them they sing they dance and stuff like that and they're always and bugs bunnies just smacking them around a little bit <laughs> oh that was a great one that was number yeah. six number five is rapid fire yeah i remember that but i can't i can't oh this was daffy duck and bugs bunny argue back and forth whether it's duck season or rabbit season yeah yeah basically it's almost the same as one of the trilogies and they're trying to argue to get elmer fudd to shoot the other one (laughs) 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 and then there's rabbit season 1952 in which case the same thing daffy duck tricks elmer fudd into believing it's rabbit season but bugs bunny uses a female disguise and prolongs the fight and then once he finally gets Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny points at a tree and shows him that, oh, rabbit season's over and it's duck season. And so Elmer Futz blasts uh, Daffy Duck. Yeah. And the funny thing about ducks, why come they're always so crabby? I mean, Donald Duck was the same way. Yeah, yeah. Golly, man. Oh, number three, Rabbit of Seville. Oh, this is a great one. Oh, it's Bugs Bunny right running away from Elmer Fudd. But they end up, he ends up in a barber shop 
and he starts doing the act from Rossetti's opera. And he like massaging his head, smacking him around and stuff like that. But yeah, you know, it's all done in opera kind of opera. Yeah, you remember that's like opera music and it's pretty funny. I was rated yeah. number three. Now the next one is is one froggy evening. It's done in nineteen fifty-five. And that's about a man struggles to make a fortune with a frog that sings and dance, but he only does it when he's there alone. Remember, he takes a frog to a, to a talent agent, and he says, oh, look at this frog. And, you know, the guy does the, the Ritz type of thing with the hat and the cane. And, and every time he, he pops him down, he just, just <laughs> that was it. But the minute they're alone, he starts dancing and singing. Uh... That was in the right number two. And number one was Duck Amok. You'll remember this one. This is the one where Daffy Duck is tired of being drawn the way he's being drawn, and he wants it different. And the whole thing is like the animators are just given free reign, and they'll paint stuff on him. Like one time they make him like a flower head with four feet, four feet, and a tail with a flag that has a screw and a ball. <laughs> but just wonderful memories as kids. I mean, I remember getting up early in the morning just to watch these. Boy, I bet you if they could put them together and put them in the movies, rate them whatever you need to. But, God, what classics. They were. You're they absolutely were. right. But, yeah, but some of them will not make, will not make it. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying, man. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but you know what? The adults will be the ones that go to see it. Yeah, that, yeah you know what? You're probably right. The old ones. Yeah. Yeah. All righty, my man. I think we've, we've done enough damage to the Looney Tunes today. Yep, yep. Well, you have a great one, all righty? All right, you too, Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Nos vemos después. We'd like to thank you for listening and leave you with this one quote from Porky Pig. That's all, folks. And until next time, may God bless.